Welcome to the All Tides Podcast, a space to remind you that there's magic in the water and in each of us. The All Tides Podcast is my venue to share stories and conversations with friends about water as our healer, the importance of protecting what we love, and how time and nature can be both the most important and the easiest mindset work. In chatting with other water babies, I explore and acknowledge the unique currents that brought each of us to and through where we are now, and ultimately inspire one another to unapologetically chase more sunsets or live a life of beauty and adventure on your own terms. Shed the weight of the past, trust the flow of what's for you, and know it's safe and important to thrive in all tides. Hello friends, welcome to the first 2020 episode of the All Tides podcast. I hope you had an awesome holiday and new year and you are feeling great about this fresh start you've got going on. I am, as per usual, going to try to crank this out in a quick fashion as I have a flight to catch. Um, I am heading to San Diego to spend a week, a little less than a week with some family out there. So I am super stoked, but I got to be quick because I got to get to the airport. So here we go. Um, if you follow me personally on Instagram, I made a post last night about letting go and how I had, or I, or so I had like made it seem that I had previously had like a, a, a major, issue with like controlling tendencies and that that is why this concept of like flow and surrender is something that I've become, you know, somewhat entirely obsessed with (laughs) because it's what I'm always working on. Um, so I wrote this post and I just kind of wanted to expand on it here because there was so much more that didn't fit in the, uh, the character limits. And I figured this would just be an easier venue to share And it is so related to flow and surrender and so, you know, many of the topics that I've talked about on here. And, um, I don't think it's a bad thing to share how I am working with them over time and what they're meaning for my life. So here we go. Um, so yeah, like I said, like this whole concept is something that I've really been working on and, um, I've also realized that perhaps like what I'm not really letting go of where I'm not surrendering, where I can't, um, get the flow thing right. is just like simply in the way that I'm looking at myself. It's this judgment piece and being really tough on myself because I'm, I'm actually like viewing all the ways that aren't perfect or aren't, um, flowing or, you know, looking like flow, um, are, Or if I'm like reflecting judgments of what I feel like people are placing towards me or my life choices, I'm perceiving that as a lack of flow. And so, yes, it's true that I do a ton of shuffling around. I'm, I am often moving from one thing to the next and that's part of my nature. And it's not that I don't have a great attention span. Um, but I do like to go from like, like do a thing, get what I need to gather from it. Um, and then like go on to the next thing. I have always been someone who is like, stubborn is not quite the right word, but I don't want to do, (laughs) I guess this is stubborn. I don't like to do things that I know I don't like. I mean, 
I will try things. I, I don't have a problem trying new things. But if I know that I don't like something, I have a really hard time doing it anyway. So it's like, I like what I like. I experience it. I'm there for it. And then I carry on. Um, or if I do try something I do or don't like it, like I carry on. Um, I do stay in certain things longer than I should sometimes. That is also okay. The point is this rigid thinking that I must either, you know, fit, stay with things to completion or get out at the right time or listen to other people's like thinking that like rigidity is the very opposite of the exact flow that I'm working on. And what I realized is like that thinking is what I recently learned that I need to surrender. So that was like really choppy. My bad. I have been go, go, go all morning and I'm (laughs) a little out of sorts, I realized. But anyway, um, so let me set the stage for how I rang in this new year and the story I'm about to tell you. So Um, obviously on here, I already told you about the whole intentional December situation and how I recommitted to actually being truly intentional versus, um, just, you know, doing what I felt I needed to do out of obligation. Um, so I was feeling really good and aligned to that concept. So I followed this, you know, with Christmas to new year's, um, that like period, which is jam packed with a lot of a lot of everything. Um, you know, with having the retail shop, it was the first year where I actually had to physically be somewhere in, I don't know, a really long time. Even when I worked at Google, I don't think I, uh, ever had to be there. That whole period is always vacation time. You know, the office is all closed. So I haven't been, I haven't had to be anywhere since like basically ever. Um, So this was the first time for that. And yet so many friends and family are in town and I wanted to be there for that too. (laughs) So I didn't rest much. Um, I did sleep in a couple times. I did skip almost all my workouts that weren't like walks or my Kundalini practice and that all felt great. Um, and I felt, you know, I felt pretty healthy, felt good. And the thing that's just like funny is that I've noticed there seem to be like two types of people around this type of year. They're like super into the holidays and obligations. Um, they're social. They're just kind of like doing it all. They're probably hungover and tired, but they're like living large. They're doing good. And then there's this other half that is, you know, a little bit more mindful, resting, prioritizing themselves, like taking an actual winter break. Um, probably not on social media. They might be reading, going up north somewhere, taking naps, like being chill. And for the first time, I felt like I was um, really like nailing my ability to be both of those things. I was doing my best to be in both, like in all the places I wanted to be, when I wanted to be them, you know, be in them. I was, um, I was working, I was doing all my self care and my self development. I slept, I ate some vegetables. I honestly only ate probably like, um, eight, maybe more eight ish peanut butter kiss cookies. Um, like four pieces of toffee, maybe Uh, that might be a lie. It might've been more than that, but that's like, that's not the point. Um, 
the the point was that I actually showed up how I wanted to and I didn't judge myself along the way um, and I surrendered the rest which felt like a huge win um, I was surrendering what people would or wouldn't think about what I was or wasn't doing and it just felt so amazing truly um, and it just like felt like the result of the work that I've been doing around this topic for so long Um, normally I wouldn't have been able to have that experience. I'd probably come into January super frustrated and like pissed off and like redo it all. I hate it all. (laughs) Like truly that's usually how I feel about a new year. It's like, well, damn it. Like that was a disaster. Um, let's reset and be, you know, the whole like new year, new you, that was me. It wasn't like any part of me felt good. Um, But so, yeah, it felt like I was calling the shots in my own life. And as a result, things were looking like I wanted them to. So here comes the fun part of this story. Um, In the midst of that haze, I found myself in like an interesting situation and a slight paralysis, kind of literally. Um, I was doing breath work on one of these nights that I wasn't drinking and I felt like something was going very wrong. So, um, it's not breath work is interesting. So you can experience a lot of different physical sensations. Um, some people get really dizzy. Some feel tingling, almost like some, um, like convulsions. (laughs) Um, sometimes people like feel like they have to like scream or like make a sound to like let something out. It's a very breath work is wild. Um, but anyway, so what was happening to me, um, is officially called tetany, I think. Um, I'll put this in the show notes, but, um, basically it's like your, your muscles can go into a sort of like seizure like state. And they also call it like lobster hands. (laughs) And for me, it was both, my hands and my face, but it was mostly my face. And I like could not control my mouth. Um, and my first reaction was like, yes, like what is leaving my body right now? Like what bullshit story, like what thing is happening? Um, because that's a big part of breath work is like moving, like, you know, energy that could be like trauma, um, limiting belief, like all the shit that gets stuck in our, um, and ourselves, all the stories that we have been working on getting rid of in other ways. I mean, I don't even know if you necessarily have to do other work side by side. You could probably experience massive growth just through breath work. But anyway, um, but like the fact that I even was thinking that calmly in the moment is also kind of mind blowing because control freak Catherine of other years lives would have probably stopped and just like, imagined that I was dying and that my friends and family were going to find me in my bed. And I mean, this time at least I was like in an actual bed that I had finally made and even had fresh sheets on. So, you know, that's good. But anyway, point being like, I just was very calm and I, I just like realized in that moment or like decided in the moment, like that this was okay. And that this was going right. Um, I knew that, I know that a lot of breath work is about like, you're getting like out of your ego and into your body. Um, 
And so I think what was happening was my ego was simply trying to hold onto control as the energy in my body or the stories or whatever I was trying to let go of was trying to let go. Um, and the emotions that required, um, that I was required to like use in order to like talk myself through this were so interesting. Like it was, I've never talked to myself (laughs) this like gently or calmly, but I was like stern. Um, and yeah, calm and gentle really. And like ultimately towards the end, like when I had realized I was okay, like I was very proud of myself and like proud, um, not in like a, not in like an overly prideful way, but just like proud that I'd stuck with it. And so curious and ultimately like affirming, like you're going to be okay. Everything's okay. This is beautiful. Like well done for showing up for yourself and whatever. So afterwards (laughs) I researched this and there's like a, a lot of reasons why you can get this without the dehydration. Um, and they do say it is usually like often your, your ego is holding on tightly to control and like, think of like lobster claws, like you're, you're literally gripping and like trying so hard to not let something happen. Um, in my case, it might've also like been straight up dehydration. They literally wrote in there someone who with heavy alcohol consumption and literally the day before I had been out for the Packer game through bar time. So that's many hours of, um, consumption. I drank a lot of water, but not enough anyway. So, so, okay. Like a PSA, like if this is your first time doing breath work and you want to ease your way into it, maybe don't, um, be crazy like me and not follow it after days of drinking, but like be hydrated and whatnot. And then ultimately like or do, because what it taught me is that it is safe to lose control. Um, and honestly, and maybe not lose, that's probably not the right word, but like let go of control. Um, and what I was learning as I, I told myself to let it go like over and over again in the moment while it was happening at like the most intense moments was, um, that the growth is like in these sometimes weird, often unclear moments. And we're not going to get to the next layer if we're not willing to do a smidge of work and even find discomfort to get there. So that's my awkward long story, but no matter what you're leaving behind or letting go of in 2019 or from the decade previous, um, remember that like you might have to keep letting go. I am an example of someone who has to really focus on or has had to like over and over again. Um, surrender, like just when you thought you've surrendered, surrender more, um, memories, feelings, energy, trauma. It's literally resting in ourselves and impacting how we're living our daily lives. Even if we, we thought we've processed it. So we have to let it go. It's like, this is, you know, years of programming that you may or may not be able to change in an instant for some people. They may, they will be able to, and that's all up to us. It's, it's an experiment. Um, if it doesn't feel like it's happening quickly and you aren't changing like you want to or developing or learning, like try a new tool. You have to keep on experimenting. Um, and my body ultimately told me that there was more that needed to go. And that's why I found myself doing breath work in the middle of this, like 
week of craziness. Um, I do a lot of energy work, but it's not a clear path. Um, I've learned that like listening to my gut when it comes to trying a new technique has never let me down. There's always something to gain, whether it was the thing that I was looking to explore or not. So as I look back on the 2010s, um, this whole experience with breathwork like started to make a lot of sense for me as to what I needed to let go of. Um, I put thousands of miles on my car in the 2010s, um, two cross country drives to and from California, drove to Michigan a million times when I lived there. And then in visiting there in years since, um, I moved technically 10 times, had 10 different addresses. I've changed my career a few times and, um, the stories that I made all of that shuffling mean that is what I needed to let go of. Um, it's safe for me to be who I am truly shuffling included. And I can let go of anything else that like that says otherwise. And this is what I said in my Instagram post. And I wanted to read it cause I, I don't want to rewrite this or like try to think how to say it better, but this constant movement and attempts to control how my life would unfold and how I'd appear living it ultimately taught me that the one thing I actually needed was to change the way I was thinking about this. Maybe what I'm actually learning is that what I had to let go of was the consideration of those changes as anything other than flow and surrender. I ignored the input of others telling me to stick it out, but then judged myself for it. In this decade, I'll allow myself to be as fluid as I feel like it, but when I but what I won't compromise on is my ability to just let go of any thought that doesn't serve the experience in the moment. So I am ultimately like, I don't know if I would like using the word proud, but I am really proud of myself and I guess appreciative for the thousands of miles, uh, the 10 moves, the career changes, all of the flights, the movement, energy, all of, all of it, like insane as it was, if you look at my, my Google photos and my camera roll at the last like 10 years, um, when I was doing this on New Year's Eve, I was insanely emotional for the beauty of my life, coupled with like the depth of the emotion and the intensity of situations. Um, there are countless wonderful people, a few really big assholes though, who taught me like important things, um, a few broken hearts. And, but like ultimately a lot of beauty and that's what stands out to me. So as you look to start fresh in 2020, um, I'd first suggest taking a harder look at what or where you might want to surrender first. Let the new year wash you clean, whether that's actual energy work, like the breath work I did or choosing to create a new story or dedicating yourself to speaking to yourself differently, more kindly, or what, whatever it is that you feel called to do. And remember that there's all this pressure around 20, like, uh, sorry, not 2020, uh, the turn of any year, um, to, uh, to like do this, you know, to, to create a fresh start and whatever, um, and have big plans, but you can do that any time you want to. Um, now is good, but when you're ready, that's the best time. So, for me, I find bringing water into this is always a really powerful ritual for me. Obviously, like, it's kind of a baptism, you know, like washing yourself clean, um, anointing yourself 
worthy. Um, and this is why I'm heading to the ocean for a bit. Um, I want to just like go be who I want. I want to clear away what I no longer need to bring with me that's come to the surface. And I simply just want to like take some time dedicated to all things like writing this new chapter, whatever that may be and connecting with nature, of course. And speaking to that connection with nature, um, I wanted to just say a quick note about the, the bushfires in Australia, because this is truly catastrophic. And instead of letting it just like hurt you, which is hard not to do. And I found myself feeling so sick about this last night, do what you can with what you have. I've heard from a couple of Australian friends that, um, the Red Cross, um, in Australia is probably the best option and financial donations. Um, but I also read on an Instagram post and I will share this in the notes below, um, the way that she said it because it was so beautiful, but, um, it's like this call for us to connect more deeply with nature by the earth herself. Like that's what these disasters are. Um, so connect with nature, find the part of it you love, like animals, trees, water, mountains, desert, no one cares what it is, but to think that you exist apart from earth and that you don't connect with it is like how we find ourselves in these really weird misaligned situations. We are all connected and to ignore the gifts, tools, beauty, and of the, of the, uh, of nature, of the universe, everything we have been provided and to like use them in a way that does not, um, respect them is perhaps what's making nature cry out for help. And I, I don't even like, I'm not going to pretend that I truly know what's going on, why this is like escalating to this level, but I will be so bold as to say that things are happening for a reason. And this feels like a massive plea and a massive wake up call. And if you look at the last many years, it's like we get a lot of wake up calls and yet we consistently take our sweet time and thinking it's on us to do something about it. So I think it is on us to do something about it. And that doesn't mean like on a massive level, if that's not something you can do, but you have to do something with what you have. So if that means having a conversation with someone who isn't up to speed, if that means teaching your children how to be respectful of nature, if that means, you know, staying true to, um, your true nature, like following the path that's best for you in this life, that's also nature. Um, I think that's what's on us to do right now. So all that said, happy new year. I'm going to go catch my flight. Thank you for listening.